Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's new Third Friday Travel Writers Panel Discussion. Uh, this is with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. Actually, it's not that new because this is the third one. So actually, you know, we're getting along with these panel discussions. It's been fun. The first one was about garden getaways around the world and across the country. The second one was on world travel. And today it's all about Ireland, which is super exciting because today's show lands on St. Paddy's Day. So I encourage you to go to ifwtwa.org to learn more about the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association, which you'll hear is kind of referred to as IFTWA on the show because it's easier to say. We have three sets of travel writers. I say three sets because we have a husband and wife team and we have two ladies joining us. Uh, they're going to talk about their writing careers, their adventures in Ireland. Uh, one, uh, Mary, Mary Rose will be talking about setting up your trip to Ireland. So we're going to talk photography, uh, getting active and wild in Ireland. Of course, food and wine's going to come in and maybe, you know, we got to talk about some whiskey. Who knows? Uh, we'll be talking about it all today. So uh, get, let's get started with Jen and Ed Coleman. Uh, they are known as Coleman Concierge, and you can go to their website, colemanconcierge.com. They are based out of Huntsville, Alabama, beautiful area of the country. So welcome to the show, Jen and Ed. How are you? Real good. How are you? Doing good. How's it going, Ed? It's fantastic. Oh, well, that's good. I heard you, you were emailing me while Jen was off cruising Baja. What was going on there, Jen? Was it Baja well, or Mexico? Where were you? Baja. I was actually on an uncruise. Um, not sure if you've heard that's, of them. Yeah. But amazing. Oh, my gosh. So much fun. We got to pet pet gray whales in their birthing lagoon and we got to go snorkeling with sea lions and just hike and learn about the beautiful Baja desert it was it was an amazing amazing trip wow that is cool now in Ireland I know we'll talk about that but uh, Ed do you want to give everybody an overview why you're called Coleman Concierge that's a different uh, name for travel writing than I've heard. So give us a little background of, of your stories, because it seems like you kind of want to nudge people out of their comfort zones for travel. So Coleman Concierge came from us being the Colemans, and Jen was the concierge at Hilton Torrey Pine. And okay. we just thought, thought it flowed very well together. And, um, and now everybody thinks we plan trips. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But we're out for uh, adult professional travelers who want to travel adventure and experience first and then fill in with you know, unique places to stay and delicious food to eat. Mm, and get a little wild because I've seen like you, you did Ireland a little differently than I've seen. You've been swinging on rope things and kayaking and cliff walking and hope you don't fall in things. And then <laughs> you do get to have Jameson's at the end, right? Uh, so <laughs> it's home to the world's only full-time professional sea stack climber. So it's, you know, something uniquely Irish to do. Ah, see, I never thought of that at all. That's amazing. <laughs> I want to bring Kathleen Mesmer back on the show. She was on our show, was it a couple of years ago, Kathleen? Yeah, um, around there. Yeah, around there. She was, she was on the show. She is an amazing photographer. And I invite you to go to her website, IndieSpirit.live. I still love that name, Indie Spirit. It just is like, woo. And that kind of feels that way for Ireland, too. So uh, last time we were uh, talking with you, you were in Albuquerque area. And now right. you're in Temecula playing in the wine country with horses, right? And wine. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, welcome back. Yeah, I, I came out actually because my boys didn't like me living so far away. So I have oh. one in San, San Diego and the other one's in San Jose. So 
Perfect. Perfect kind balance. of in between. Close, but right. not too close. <laughs> Where was your last trip that you took? Um, last trip was Mendocino. And um, I had been there previously on the coast, but this time was inland. And I, I went to taste, taste Temecula cheese, taste Mendocino. Okay. And um, that was interesting because I didn't even know they made wine in Mendocino. I mean, who knew? So um, that was really fun. We met with the wine association and, and got to taste wines, great food. It was in this beautiful open area um, with vineyards all around and God, it was nice. just beautiful. So I loved it. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you back on the show. Uh, also, Mary Rose Denton is here. Mary Rose is in Anacortes up in the Pacific Northwest in Washington state. Uh, if you have not been to Anacortes, you must go. You must also go. You've got to go to Temecula too, by the way. That I mean, wine, 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 <laughs> wine, you know, uh, but Mary Rose has written in numerous publications, and you can go to her website, Mary Rose Denton Writer. Um, and Mary Rose, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing pretty well. That's good to have you here, because I also want to ask you about, and I wish when we were at Anacortes that we could have met you in person. That would have been yeah. cool. Next time. And, and we've been through Huntsville in our travels, and we've obviously Temecula and, and Albuquerque, and one day we'll meet you all in person versus being on Zoom. But uh, Mary Rose, you talk about Meraki. Am I pronouncing this correctly? Meraki? Um, I've heard Marakai. I've also heard oh. Meraki, so I'm not sure exactly which way it is. Um, but it's the idea of putting love into everything that you do or something of yourself into everything you do. And certainly writing is that outlet for me. Mm. Where was your last destination that you covered? Um, we just got back from a press trip to Bend, Oregon, actually. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Beautiful breweries. Uh, did you get to go out to the volcanoes? No, no, we did more of a culture and art press trip oh. as we were highlighting. So we did the Warm Springs Indian Museum as well as the um, High Desert Museum. We did lots of uh, great restaurants and food, food trucks. We went to a um, part of the writing I do is on vegan and um, travel and wellness. So um, there's a great restaurant called the Terra Kitchen, which does a plant forward menu. And it was fabulous. Oh, that's awesome. It's it, We've really come a long way on vegetarian cuisine, especially yeah. for vegans. But yeah. I remember going in and going, here's your baked potato. Yeah, the iceberg salad, you know, here it is, you know. But um, we, we've come a long way. But it's interesting when you talk about Meraki, Meraki, however you want to say it. Um, Kathleen, I want to go back to you about the the. the name of your site and this indie spirit tell us a little bit about that and why your your name is at it indie spirit and not just um indie spirit it's live or is it live well, yeah <laughs> live um, or well, live you know live. i i think i mentioned before i grew up in a military family and my mom was a drill instructor and my dad was a master sergeant so our household was was anything but indie anything and so um, you know, it, it was kind of, you know, you graduate high school, you get married, you have babies and that's your life. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. So, oops, sorry, sorry. And then, um, 
So I, <laughs> my mother told me, you know, men don't like independent women, Katie. And I said, oh, well, you know, and so as life went on, you know, I ended up do getting married and having children, but it was on my terms. And so my terms is how I live my life. You know, I, I try to do what I want, you know, and making my way in the world without damaging myself or other people or the planet or <laughs> anything like that. So indie spirit, that's kind of what it's all about. That's what I'm about. So, well, you all seem to have a consciousness about how you do your traveling. And uh, do you want to go back to that, Jen and Ed, about what you do with your traveling? Because going on your website, um, it just everything was about travel responsibly. So it seems that you really focus on that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's actually a cornerstone for us, both personally and professionally to, you know, really make sure that when, when we are traveling, that we are doing so responsibly, that we're being mindful with the choices that we make. And, you know, every time that we're able to actually highlight, you know, whether it's a sustainable accommodation, maybe something with lead certification or, you know, a farm to table um, type situation, you know, that that's something that really resonates with us. And we really like to highlight those things. I think the more that we can, you know, travel better and show people how to travel better, the more that um, people will start to, to be more conscious and more mindful in the choices that they're making as well. Mm, I love that. Uh, right now, Mary Rose, um, you know, we're going to talk about Kathleen, Ed, and Jen's um, time in Ireland, but you're planning your trip to Ireland. So, Mary Rose, I know you wanted to focus on them, teaching people some tips about planning. So when you're planning your trip, does traveling responsibly come into the preparation? Absolutely. I concur that that's sort of the ethos that drives me as well as the sustainability. That was a big piece of what my partner and I looked at of what we chose to do on any trip that we've taken. Mm. So planning for Ireland, what, what have you looked at for plan? Where are you going? Let's, 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 are you doing like, apparently there's road trips as Ed and Jen say, um, you know, there's, you know, you can go, climbing on cliffs and sea stacks or what, what was your plans for Ireland so far? <clears throat> well, we are doing it as a road trip. So we are renting a car, um, which is one aspect of something to think about when you are making an itinerary is, um, you know, what, not only what do you want to see, but how do you want to see it? And so that's mm -hmm. a pretty big, broad question. But part of that is, are you going to rent a car? Are you going to do it by train? Um, I would say if I was doing this as a solo trip, I would probably be doing it very differently because I don't know that I would uh, rent a car by myself. But between the two of us, we are going to rent a car and um, we're going to drive on the other side of the road. That's right. <laughs> um, it's a little bit intimidating. Um, but we're using a company uh, called My Irish Cousin. His name is Malachi Quinn, and um, he is hugely into responsibility and sustainability. Okay. In fact, um, which is one of the reasons we chose him. And um, his company just aligned themselves with, <clears throat> excuse me, with another company called Cloud Forest in Ireland that is actually uh, replanting trees to help offset some of the carbon footprint. So Malachi's company, my Irish cousin, just bought, um, I think it was a thousand trees through Cloud Forest to offset some of the 
driving road trips that people are taking through his That book. is fantastic. Yeah. That is, yeah. It's like I that, was so proud to know him for doing that. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, that's something we're seeing in businesses now. It's like, okay, we've got to balance out. We've got to do, you can't just be a business and make money. You've got to give back in some way, you know. And I, I love seeing that about the environment too, because we should look at trans, you know, that being responsible in transportation for sure. That that's a huge part of it. So that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Ed, Ed and Jen, you did road tripping. You've got a great article on your website talking about how long were you in Ireland for? I think it was about uh, ten days in total. Okay, ten. You did a lot. I mean, it was about a. 700 mile road trip over 10 days and every day was action packed. Wow. And how did you enjoy being on the other side of the road? Well, it was part of a tour. So we were on a bus and it was, okay. uh, it was seamless for us. Seamless for you, but you know what? I'm sorry, but even being on the other side of the road, when you're crossing a street can get you nailed. If you, you know what I mean? Just being off balance in that way. But I grew up on the other side of the road. So it's, I still once in a while, this is why I don't drink and drive and nobody should is like, if, yeah. if I want to, I have, I, I can revert back into being on the other side of the road very quickly and it's very easy to do. So, and I do not drink and drive anyway, but you know what I mean? It's like, you really have to be aware, but I think it also gives you the giggles when you do something wrong, because to this day, no matter what I and put myself on the wrong side of the road going up one-way streets it happens about every four to six months and then you really could have some choice language and you could really freak out or you could be like me and start giggling about it and and as people honk at you and yell at you and carry on you know so it happens but that's cool that you went on a, like a bus trip doing that so was that through a company a main company that took you and did this or is it an on and off thing it was actually part of a part of a press trip put together oh. by um, by another professional agency that we belong to that was really wanting to highlight kind of the you know, working with Tourism Ireland and really wanting to highlight kind mm. of some of the lesser known parts of parts of Ireland and you know from an outdoor outdoor adventure and outdoor perspective. That to me was really cool about both your articles and seeing the pictures and that you did that because I rarely hear about people going and doing the nature and the outdoor adventure side of Ireland. You always hear about people going to Guinness, you know, go, go there, kiss the Blarney Stone. And, and of course, you know, one must experience these things, but there seems to be so much more with Ireland too, and even going over into Northern Ireland. But Kathleen, tell us a little bit about your adventures in Ireland. Did you drive? <laughs> That's Good a God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no chance ever. Uh -huh. <laughs> Driving right. on the other side of the road, no, never happening. So, no. Oh, wow. Um, All right. <laughs> I just, I'm not, I tried it, you know, before and uh, no, it was bad. So, and that was in London, which was very bad. So, anyway. Um, Did you go yeah. around and run Piccadilly Square? <laughs> oh, God. It, I don't even want to talk about it. It was too embarrassing. <laughs> well, listen, I went round and round in circles in Tijuana and there's the Revolution Square there. Uh -huh. And it's like, and I ended up there lost. I just got to this country. I'm used to the other side of the road and didn't know a lick of Spanish, 
didn't know where I was, couldn't tell him where I was going, and ended up going in, in circles and circles and circles in rush hour traffic. I understand. Yeah, it's been fun. there. It's fun. It's, it's but, fun. It's yeah. part of it. Okay. But yeah, tell us <laughs> about your adventure. Well, I went twice in 2019. The first time I just went on my own, you know, my mother's Irish. And so I kind of went in search of my heritage, more or less. And um, so I I first went to the East Coast and I did Dublin and Belfast and I was on my own and it was wonderful. I mean, I just I didn't really have a plan. I just knew that I wanted to visit the um, Trinity College because I'm a huge bibliophile and I wanted to see the long room, which, of course, everybody does. But I, you know, it was just a thing that I had to do. And so um, did Dublin for a week and then went up to Belfast. I took a bus bus tour from Dublin to Belfast and on the way we stopped at of course all the Game of Thrones places and dark hedges and all that I don't watch Game of Thrones so I had no idea but (laughs) I have since but um anyway so it was cool photographically it was very cool um Dunluce Castle was just spectacular um and the um what's the other one uh the bridge oh god it's a suspension bridge Carrick Carrick Reed suspension bridge that goes from the mainland across this span of water to this tiny little island and I got up to the uh the ticket taker and I had to turn around and go back because I was going to miss my bus if I went across and then came back so so I didn't get to do the bridge, darn, <laughs> you know, but, but being suspended, you know, hundreds of feet above the water on the craggy coast, it was not my idea of fun, but I saw it. So that's, that's, that's important. Well, it's good. You, it's easier to photograph bridges when you're off the bridge. Yes, and that's exactly. my style. I know yeah. because uh, Mary Rose has some crazy bridges by her, like, uh-uh. I, that was it, the Cape Disappointment Bridge, or is that the one, uh, or is that the Desperation I, Point? I think you're thinking um, Deception Pass. That's a Deception Pass. Oh my gosh! Uh uh-uh. uh you can keep your pass. <laughs> Just, I mean, those big bridges freak me yeah. out. As the Jen and Ed, did you go to that bridge? Did you see the bridge at all that she's talking about? We did not. No, we uh, we. Went north in Ireland and stopped in County Down, just about a county below Belfast. And then we crossed across country over to the uh, Irish coast. So we didn't we didn't go to Belfast. We didn't go north of Bel, uh, any north of Belfast. Mm. So yeah. Mary Rose uh, talking about like her plans, how she got there. Uh, anything that you're you're gasping, going, oh, maybe I want to do this between all of them talking already. Are you getting extra ideas or is it too late? Are you solidified in your plans? What happens with that? Because we, we can't be too rigid, right? No, absolutely not. In fact, that's one of the biggest things I've learned in setting up itineraries is uh, I learned the hard way of packing too much into a trip to France a few years ago um, makes it a lot less enjoyable. So always my best advice is to always try to have some open spaces in your itinerary. Um, Mm -hmm. I liked what, so we are going to be ending our, um, we're there for three weeks this spring. We're taking a three week vacation. And um, 
we're ending that three weeks in health. And I know that Ed and Jen had been in health. And so I liked what they had to say about the cliff walking. So I think we're going to try that, mm-hmm. that tour of the cliff walking. Um, one of the things that we're doing that has to do with what you're talking about with nature and sustainability, we sail a lot being here in the Pacific Northwest, right near the San Juan Islands. We do a lot of sailing and um, we have a sailboat. So we're actually, uh, I have arranged for us to do a sail on a traditional Galway hooker out of Galway Bay, which is a traditional fishing boat. Um, they're the little red sailboats that you see wandering around Galway Harbor, uh, Galway Bay. And that's one of the things that we're going to be doing that's part of sustainability in nature. Uh, we're doing a lot of other cultural things like doing an Irish soda bread uh, baking class. And we're attending a three-day traditional music festival down in Kimbara, things like that. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, going into the traditions, and of course, going on the on the water. So uh, Jen and Ed, you did some some water, but it was a lot of it was looking over it, but then you got in it. What did you tell everybody about getting in there? Because I don't know when I look at I lived in England and did Scotland and Wales, never got to Ireland or the Isle of Man where our family's from. A bunch of witches burned at the stake, apparently. I don't know. Talking because I love what you just said in search of your heritage. I, I that is such a key phrase. I love that. Um, you guys got in the water and I'm sorry that looked cold like but then uh, there's wetsuits for that right there's things to keep you warm or no well they say there's no such thing as bad weather only bad gear right perfect perfect answer true but we got in the water on three different occasions Jen got to kayak through Strongford Lock which is a really unique body of water it's where um, St. Patrick came to Ireland twice you know, through the Strongford Lock, once as a slave and once as a free man to revolutionize uh, the Irish uh, religion. And it's also a very big bay with a lot of currents at the end. And that's why it's uh, called Strongford or Strong Water. And there's a giant hydroelectric uh, wheel that generates electricity at the front of the lock from very strong tidal surges. So that's where Jen was kayaking. And then I did a a co-steering course around uh, Northern Ireland. I could actually see the Isle of Man from where I was co-steering. And then I also went um, surfing in Ireland and Ireland has- That's that's what I was like, dude, no way. When I was going through that, I was like, you went surfing. I never thought of Ireland, you know, and surfing, but dude, I'm cold. Dude. <laughs> I know. Uh, Ireland's known as cold water Hawaii. And there's just really great breaks all the way up and down the coast. It was really good for beginners to, uh, to get up and get on the board. I. I probably caught about 40, 50 really small waves, <laughs> but our uh, our surf pro was amazing. He showed us pictures of riding a 50-foot monster wave off the coast of Ireland. And wow. It was the sort of thing that makes your jaw drop. It's like, wow, that is Ireland. Surfing's Ireland. And and it is. There's this, there's this little surf town in the you know, corner of Ireland. But there's a part by the surfing culture in Ireland, believe it or not. I did not know. Huh. I did not know. I, I feel really like, like stupid. <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> I didn't want to use that word, but I'm so glad you're on the show to let people know. And you wrote about it too, because I think you guys really showed something different of Ireland than what our mind automatically always goes to. You know what I mean? I think that it's, that's just, it's awesome. Is there a lot of walking paths from like, I know Wales has a, a coastal walking path. It seemed like you guys did some hiking and walking uh, when you were out there. 
I believe it's the um, the law of the land that the immediate coast, including uh, cliff access, is uh, public domain. So there's coastal paths everywhere you go in Ireland. And there's some very unique inland trails, too. We did a walking tour of the Burn. That's a uh, karst landscape and very uh, unique in how it's, uh, you know, it has both alpine plants and, uh, you know, bog plants in the same uh, same fields. And it's very, you know, it's where the ferries are still around and culture. And it's you know, very much a Gaelic area. So they, you know, the, the different ways that you can walk and explore Ireland are phenomenal. See, I love this about the ferries. Ireland and Scotland, like in certain like Glastonbury and stuff, there are certain areas with the ferry culture that I, I like once I, it's that's a rabbit hole, a ferry, a ferry rabbit hole, you know, <laughs> because I, I think they are there because I'm weird, but it, there's, but there's a mystical quality to that. And I remember when we lived in South Africa, we went to an artist's house, uh, Ruby, Ruby, I want to say Reeves, but it's not, but she painted miniature fairies, like in a square, like a square inch, you would be able to see like 10 fairies and flowers in a square inch, all part of a mm. giant painting kind of thing, which was insane. And that gets to me about perspective, goes to Kathleen with photography, uh, going out there. I know uh, all of you are writers and photographers, but you really, your, your art, you, you manage to know where to zone in. I look at your photos every single day on Facebook. Today it was an amaryllis. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to what you do for March 17th. Uh, it's got to be green, right? Or something from <laughs> Ireland. But your photos, you you managed to really capture an atmosphere. There's photos that we document, you know, here's where we are and everything. But you create this atmosphere of like, if you're looking at something historical, there's a photo of, oh, yeah, you're in a museum. But then you somehow with your photography, and I don't know how you do it, you're a photographer, though, bring in the atmosphere of like, you can almost feel like you have this one photo of, of old bottles, you know, and, and I feel uh -huh. like I can feel like someone picking up the bottles, but like it, it's from another era. Right. Yeah, I, I, well, I've been a photographer since 1978. So, but we're not going to talk about age right now. Um, so <laughs> I, you know, it's just an eye, you develop an eye after a while. And, and I've been, had a camera in my hand since I was eight years old. So, um, you know, it's just, when you go somewhere to me, it's like a feeling, um, you know, when I was in Ireland and, and, um, I didn't go to any museums, which is very weird. I should have, but yeah, I you're a history person. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you know, I, the west coast of Ireland is where I really, I think, um, put my photography to the test because the vistas are so vast and so um, so varied that, and I'm not a landscape photographer <laughs> in any stretch of the imagination, but um, somehow I managed to um, get in the feeling of the shale cliffs and and the rocks and the ruggedness of the the whole West. I mean, the Wild Atlantic Way is called that for a reason, and I had no clue whatsoever. And um, but God, it's just it's so gorgeous there. You can't you can't walk ten feet and not take a picture. It's ridiculous. I mean, if if I had been on my own on that side of the island, it, it would have taken me weeks just to get to where I went. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have that problem. But like now they're talking about ferries, right? 
Don't yeah. you want to start photographing where you think the fairies may be and, and hope? It's so out? funny that you say that because one of the places <laughs> that we went was called the Irish Seed Savers. And um, it's a place where they they stockpile seeds, heirloom seeds oh, for the awesome. future. And um, I mean, and they it's a phenomenal place. They they. Oh, my God, I can't even be begin to describe it, but um they have a tree and I forget what it's called, but they say if you cut the branch, um, you'll have really bad luck because it's a fairy tree. And um, when I was a kid, my favorite TV show was on Disney, of course, and it was Darby O'Gill and the Little People. And I was convinced that there's leprechauns. And honest to God, I still believe it. See, okay, so I'm not weird about fairies. Okay. Yeah. No, not okay. weird at all. I think it's. I think it's cool. I would love to meet a fairy. You know. I. I. I think I saw one. Well, there's apparently I, I interviewed a lady years ago. I mean, I think about 15, 16 years ago on the show, and she wrote a book about fairies, and she went around the world looking for fairies because she believed in fairies, and she saw them. She's from South Carolina. I wish I could remember mm -hmm. who she was. I have to Google it. And I read her book, and I swear to God, I saw fairies when I was reading the book, and I'm like, you know. Nancy's yeah. telling me, like, did you have wine while you're, what were you doing while you were reading this? I'm like, no, man, I just, this is like magical. But she went to Ireland and and this was the whole other thing of Ireland that I learned about. And then she mm -hmm. told me she went to Mexico and there's little uh, Mexican fairies that will pinch your butt. So like, be careful if you go to the bathroom. I'm like, what are you talking about? So anyway, so this 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 panel discussion went veered off into fairies and and but Ed and Jen, did you want to look for fairies when you were there? Come on, you absolutely. So, we actually took um a really cool walk. Um, it's called the Rogie Cliff Walk, and there's the fairy bridges there, and you can cast wishes, and it's just uh -huh. a beautiful yeah. place. And, and really, the fairy culture, whether you see fairies or not, you know. They still have roadways that go around uh, fairy trees, hawthorn trees growing out. Hawthorn the, trees, oh, that's hawthorn the name trees. of it. Growing out by themselves in a field, and they divert major roadways around these trees. There are fairy forts. You know, there are more fairy forts in Ireland than, than there are castles. And so there are all these, um, you know, it's still prevalent and part of the culture. And it's really fascinating that, you know, Ireland was never part of the Roman Empire. It never was, uh, never was. Oh. Yeah. part of Pax Romana and even the Irish, you know, St. Patrick's Catholicism was different than, you know, Rome Catholicism and the, you know, the Roman Catholic really didn't take root until the potato famine when, you know, the, the Catholic Church did their remarkable job of, you know, aid and support during the famine. That's really what changed culturally, but you know, the Irish, you know, St. Patrick Catholicism is heavily intertwined with you know, Celtic uh, religions and the, you know, and all, it's a, a very much a hybridized version. So as you leave the cities, as you go beyond the Pell in the literal sense, you know, you start to enter a place where fairies are still very prevalent in, uh, in culture, it's in the beliefs, and it's just, you can see the difference in the way people, you know, think and react versus a lot of mainland Europe. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, it's, that's neat. So Mary Rose, come on, are you going to go look for fairies? Oh, absolutely. We're focusing our trip on the West Coast, um, but we are going to be doing uh, some day trips into the Burren and definitely be looking for fairies there. And the festival we're actually attending in Kinvara 
uh, happens to coincide with May Day, which is a big oh. traditional holiday as well, has a lot of spiritual connection to it. And then we're ending our trip, like I said, in Howth, but uh, before we get there, we're going to stop off in Newgrange, which if you're into the ancestral part or archaeology, that had to do with uh, the pagan Ireland as well. So, um, and just like Kathleen, I'm uh, of Irish descent. So um, we're stopping off in one little tiny village called Adair Limerick. Uh, there's a huge castle there, Adair Castle. Um, and that's where my mother's family originates from. So I'll be doing a little ancestral mm. history as well. But we, we're going up from Galway. We're going to go out to the Aran Islands. And then we're going to go up to Westport and Donegal. And so that's our whole itinerary. Oh, I should mention, in Donegal, we're stopping and being uh, lighthouse keepers for two nights. No and way light- to do it. Oh, oh my gosh. John, St. John's Lighthouse in Donegal. And it's way out there on a cliff. <laughs> yeah. I want to do that. Weather. And there were women who were lighthouse like keepers, too, in history, which yeah. is so fascinating to me. So, okay, wait, Jen, what's going on? Because is your heritage in Ireland, too? Well, I'm just wondering if maybe we might be distantly related because my mom's maiden name is Adair and our our heritage is from there. Oh, really? Well, yeah. my mom's maiden name was Lynch, but they're from Adair Village. Oh, that's a good last name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we might be related to you never know. Wow. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? You well, can look it up. You guys should do like a, do, have any of you done your, I mean, yeah. going and when yep. you, you do yeah. your DNA before you go and you travel. Have you done that, Jen? We have, so funny story, actually. We got um, one of the 23 and Me for our wedding 10 years ago and we still haven't done it yet. <gasps> Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> you <can do> it. <laughs> yeah, you need to do it. So, so Kathleen, did you do it? I did. I did. And my heritage, of course, is 51% Irish. And um, the other is German, which is my dad. Um, but yeah, that was pretty fascinating uh, to find out that I actually, you know, am not as American as I thought I was. <laughs> But this, this is what I think is very an interesting to, topic to talk about with you, all of you being travel writers and world travelers is this heritage tourism, but it's family history, it's roots travel. I'm seeing an upswing of this um, just in, I know we do a ton of genealogy shows and, and it's, it's really interesting. Um, people going to their place of heritage because there's a feeling when you step into a place where you know your ancestors were, yes. you know, yes. um, Linda Stewart uh, Nielsen was on our show uh, last year talking about a travel writer from Iftuar talking about her trip through Scandinavia and how people were opening churches for them when they realized, oh, they're here. They came all the way to this country to discover their heritage and, and connect with it. And then you never know, you might be really, you know, meeting relatives or, you know, to go to a to a gravestone, find a gravestone or the baptismal records or even a piece of handwriting that's Can connected. Oh, yeah, go, go. Um, that's one of the things I did for my mother's side of the family in the dare. I happen to have uh, both my mother's and father's side from Ireland. So uh, oh, wow. I also did the Ancestry.com and uh, I don't know, it's something like 77% Irish, but um, which was no surprise. <laughs> 
but you do you can look up you can go to the small village itself but also now with the internet you can contact the parish in the village and find those baptismal records a lot of times it's baptismal records versus um, birth records mm. because birth records weren't necessarily kept in the 1800s or it was done at home yeah sometimes they're you know it's on the farm amongst the chickens yeah <laughs> and the they're more than willing to help you and i know for me the parish in adair has been really really tremendous in finding those records and um wow we'll be looking very much forward to meeting them all when i get there are you gonna post as you go on your trip um Mm. post on social media definitely definitely and there's already i already have assignments lined up including an itinerary one so um, they'll all be out eventually. So tell, tell everybody how to follow you on social media so we can follow your journey. Because if you see a fairy and you don't post it, I'm coming up back, I'm coming up to Adam Cordes and getting you, girl. I might be in trouble with the fairy if I post them. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, you don't look right in their eyes. You don't want to be in, in badly with the fairy. They will pinch um, your butt. <laughs> so it's pretty Yeah, easy. that's right. It's pretty Sorry. easy to find me on Facebook and Instagram. It's just under my name, Mary Rose Denton. And okay. then the website, MaryRoseDentonWriter.com. Okay. Mary Rose oh, Denton Writer. I'm on, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Okay. You can reach out there. Okay. So Kathleen, where, I mean, have you got stories that people can connect with on this or did you do it mostly photography? Um, I, I do have a few stories. I did some videos and some, some stories and they're on my Indie Spirit Live, uh, travel journal. Um, they're listed by country. So that's state and country, wherever I go. Anyway, it's in alphabetical order. Yeah. And Um, what's the best way for people to follow you on social media? Um, either Indie Spirit Live, um, on Instagram, uh, and Facebook, or they can go to my photography website and, and Indie Spirit is on there as well and vice versa. Okay. My photography is on IndieSpirit.live. But um, yeah, it's all there. You need to go back and get some some fairies. Oh, girl, I'm going to go back and, and this time, because the second time I went when I did the uh, Wild Atlantic Way, it was 10 days and I spent a week in, on the east side. So I need, what I want to do is take a road trip all the way around and then crisscross which will take oh. i don't know months. she's never coming home she's never, never going back home. to temecula <laughs> all right never going back so ed and jen um you've got those great stories on your website how can people follow you and your adventures on, on social media is it all under coleman concierge you're on instagram i gotta follow all um, of you i will Yep, mostly um coleman concierge on instagram is coleman underscore concierge um okay. and we also have a secondary account um concierge corner that's kind of more lifestyle food accommodations but you will see all of our adventures that we had in ireland on our highlight reel at coleman underscore concierge facebook okay. we're coleman concierge and then pinterest and twitter we're coleman concierge without the e because we had too many characters so- oh, yeah that, that's that was a little fairy stole it <laughs> 
So this is great. So, you know, before we go, we were in closing, you know, being part of IFTWA, the International Foodland Travel Writers Association in October, they're coming up with uh, their next conference. And that's going to be at sea, since you've all been at sea with everything you're talking about. So mentioned that with Princess Cruises. I think that's going to be so cool to have a cruising conference. Uh, you know, so you're moving, you know, there's going to be exceptional food, all that good stuff. So I want to remind everyone about that. So you can go to IFWTW org for that information even non-members of the association um, can join this conference but um in in regards to iftua uh, jen and ed how long have you been members and and what led you to join i would say probably since 2020 if i remember right uh-huh. maybe 2019 and actually it was recommendation um from a friend so um high travel tales michael had um recommended if and said what a great organization y'all were and we were like well we don't do a ton of food and wine it's mostly outdoor adventure and he said yeah. you know there's room for everyone and we there do is, yeah. food and wine so it was an awesome recommendation and we really enjoyed our time so far Awesome. Awesome. Did you get to network with other writers? um, Have you got it? I know they have media trips and things like that, too. Absolutely. I actually was um, super honored to have been chosen to take the Jordan press trip. So. um, Oh, awesome. So that was just amazing. You know, the group was wonderful. I really enjoyed getting to know each person that was there on the trip. And we saw and did some amazing things and definitely ate some amazing things as well. Did you see any fairies of Petra? No. <laughs> There's going to be a... just just many 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 Bedouin Jack Sparrows out there. Oh yeah, and cats. <laughs> Weren't there a lot of cats in Petra? Oh my gosh, yes. I I have so many pictures of cats that that I took around Jordan. It's ridiculous. I'm such a crazy cat person. I can't help myself. But one of these days, I just need to put together an article for all the cats I've met and loved on my travels. <laughs> I know how that is. I know we have a map, an online map of all the animals we take care of as we go travel the country. And it's kind of crazy, but you know, they're cool. So Mary Rose, for you joining IFTA, how long have you been a member? No, I was just thinking about that. I think since about 2018. Okay. No, yeah. yeah. And it's been an amazing community. It's where I've met most of uh, the other travel writers that I know in fact, I was just on that press trip in Bend and met another travel writer from the IFTWA community. Awesome. In meeting her in person for the first time, it felt like we were we were old friends from that. Oh, community. that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. That's awesome. And Kathleen, you've been in there for a while now, huh? Uh, 2018, I think. 2018 yeah. or 2019, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been a it's been a good gig. Yeah, I think they do a lot. And I really appreciated them during the pandemic that IFTWA uh, did all these web courses, webinars to really not not everybody stop. And the world should never stop just because of a pandemic. You know, we, right. there's still stories to be told. Um, yep. So that that's a big deal, too. So. All right. So obviously, Mary, Mary Rose, you're going to Ireland. Is that the next destination? That is the next destination, but in uh, that question that you posed to us earlier, um, after that, the most exciting, well, my most looking forward to destination is we're going to do a sailing trip for a week where we will be lighthouse keepers at Stewart Island, which is the most northwestern island in the San Juans. 
Oh, oh my gosh, another lighthousing. Another, wow. Yeah, another lighthouse story. To be done. Very cool. Yeah. That is so cool. That is so they have little kitchen gardens and everything too. I mean, you have to. I mean, there's there's that one that's in the Bering Sea that you would be able to like to go live there, but you'd be like so solitary for a, I don't know, it sounds like a good gig for a writer. <laughs> Just leave me alone in my lighthouse. It's gonna be cold though. That's not cool. But you'll see whales, like, you know. That's cool. You know, go outside and say hi to them every day. So Jen and Ed, where's next for you? So before I go here, let me give a travel tip to Mary Rose. If you're hiking in the burn, look up Tony Kirby. He did our guided burn walk and he was amazing. Okay. And he was all about the fairies too. So just, you know, if you can, if you can have an afternoon with him, he was fabulous. But the next, uh, next trip for us is going to be Bulgaria for skiing. No way, dude. <laughs> he's going, dude, he's going from like surfing to uh, Bulgaria for skiing. I didn't think that either. See, but that's the beauty of this about travel. It's for everyone to get out there and experience something different and go to those places and see those. I think that's the important thing is to go to go do the things that you don't really know that they're there. You know what I mean? Those hidden gems are crucial. Hidden fairies and gems. Jen has been a professional skier for 20 years. And, oh, wow. Yeah, you know, so ski pro patrol adult lessons, you know, steeps and you know, really gnarly stuff that mere mortals can't do. <laughs> and about 10 <laughs> years ago, 15 years ago, she had to quit skiing because her uh, knees were bad. And we had our first return to skiing trip last week to uh, oh. Deep Valley. And uh, she was in tears the whole time. It was so cute. Oh, it was what made oh. travel worthwhile, just making your wife cry like that. <laughs> oh, that's cool. What valley did you, where did you go? Um, we went, we went, we were, um, we went to Park City and went and skied deer. Oh, valley. nice. So yeah, 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 it was amazing. It was just so, I felt like I had a bit of my soul back and it was a beautiful thing. So we're really excited to go check out Bulgaria and who knows, we might end up getting a little place on a ski mountain in Bulgaria in the future. Uh-oh, look at this. This is cool. It's a little colder than Huntsville. I'm just saying. Yeah, but but at that point though, he won't be rocket scientist, being a rocket scientist anymore, and he'll oh. just be free bird. So we can we can just live just live live in just different destinations and just really embed ourselves. We can tell you're from Huntsville. You said free bird. Had <laughs> <laughs> to bring no. that up, Kathleen. What's next? Um, in May, Morocco, and in Ooh. November, Turkey. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Yeah. You guys are leading amazing, amazing lives. It's been great to have you on the show. Um, but I do have one real quick, quick, quick thing. One tip for a travel writer getting started or a photographer. Just one little tip for them getting started. Because I think a lot of people are starting. So any tips for that, Kathleen? Um, for a photographer just getting started with travel writing, I would have to say make sure you get people in your shots because when I first started, um, I, I submitted an article and the editor came back to me with your images are beautiful, but where are the people? And I'm like, people never even occurred to me. <laughs> you know? So, cause I don't, you know, I avoid people. So, yeah. um, so now I, I know better and I, I do that, but still, you know, yeah. it was an eye opener. So get people in your shots. 
I get a lot of butts, so I don't have to bug them. <laughs> just get a lot of butts. They're going in front of me. That's okay. <laughs> get the butts. Jen, uh, Jen and Ed, a tip for a travel writer getting started? I would say be open to learning. Take classes. Go to conferences. Join go- a professional organization. Good Absolutely. one. Good one, Ed. Good one. Mary Rose, a tip for travel writers getting started? I would say start where you are. So start locally and write with your heart. So people getting started may not be in a place in their life. I know I wasn't when I started to um, travel extensively and then a world pandemic happened. So sometimes finding those little, as you said, hidden gems in your own backyard, in your own state. Find the fairy. In, in, the hood. Very in your local hood. Yeah, exactly. I want to go through everyone again. Uh, Kathleen's website is indiespirit.live. Okay, we know the Coleman concierge.com. And then Mary Rose Dentonwriter.com. Again, we do these panel discussions with travel writers every third Friday here on Big Blend Radio. Keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. And for the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association, go to ifwtwa.org. Thank you all so much for joining us and safe and happy travels. Here's to new adventures. Thanks, Lisa. Thank, Thank you. you.